From the heart of Kansas City, it's time for Real Hooligans. Here's your host, Tim English. Yippee-ki-yay, hooligans. It's a very special episode of the Worldwide Phenomenon Podcast. Real Hooligans with Tim and David. Worldwide, Tim. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, well, I'm into advertising, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta puff us up a bit. Hey, brother, and David Kane. I'm Tim English. My boy David's here. Say hi, David. Hi, David. Um, so today I thought we would have a very special episode. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna talk about just because it's been the the talk of the week is the Oscars. We're going to recap. Nothing much happened, but we're going to recap it anyway. Slow night. We, we had a big night that night. We hosted uh, uh, the Kansas City watch party at the Screenland Armor in North Kansas City. Always enjoy my time. We had a lot of fun. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to also have an episode where we talked about Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis has been in the news this week because he retired from acting. Um, he's had some health issues and um, kind of a lot of stuff was put into light about what he's been doing. And I know we don't dog him a lot on our show, but no, we don't really we have questioned the quality of, yeah. of the movies he's making and openly admitted we're not really interested in anything he's doing. I mean, um, so kind of going from the Oscars um, to Bruce Willis. Also kind of a, 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 I would like to point out what a negative shitty world we live in sometimes and, and how everything we do and not everything we do, but our society is so bent on shitting on people um, and, and kind of not um, always understanding the whole picture. And how easy is this is, dude? Me and you are like best friends, but how easy is it for us to not know what is really going on yeah. behind closed doors sure. when we don't see each other? Um, so obviously, we're talking about celebrities, um, you know, who all we're seeing is their movies and interviews, and it's all bull- all those are bullshit sure. for people, you know. For, so it's like, you know, we have two examples here of. Um, not knowing a complete story and situations getting kind of blown out of proportion. But I would also, I would mainly like to focus on Bruce Willis because he is an iconic action movie actor. Uh, he changed the game. He really, you know, if there, you know, and another thing we keep talking about, and maybe this is something we do very soon. If there was a Mount Rushmore of action heroes, is his face on that? Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about what? Stallone, Arnold, Bruce, and I don't know. Pick somebody from today. Fucking Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, somebody. I mean, you know, that's that's the debate we'll have, I guess, here soon. But um, so. he made the everyday looking man. There was nothing physically astounding about Bruce Willis. Um, and he turned that into a a bona fide action star, a totally kick-ass action guy. You didn't have to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, or how Sil- much Sylvester is that, Stallone. That Bruce Willis movie formula and that character that he helped to formulate just been duplicated over, oh, the over years. and over you know, that every man getting involved in you know crazy circumstances anyways let's let's before we get into that let's recap the oscars real quick um i was super stoked that coda won so so great i was so i was surprised happy. and you know not that i thought it was the best movie of the year i'm just glad it won you know because yeah. i thought power of the dog was overrated it's a fine movie. It's well directed. It's well acted. Um, just for me, it just it wasn't in my top ten. I mean, you know, um, not in your top ten. I'm surprised by that. Well, I figured but, it would but fall. If, but somewhere if you think about movies 10. that I like, man, I mean, that are going to end up, you know, I mean, Ghostbusters was in my top ten this year. I thought that movie was that hit a mark, but it hit a mark with me. 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, if I'm making a, a top ten list of movies, I think other people are gonna like. I mean, what am I doing? Making a list of. I mean, I feel like then it becomes like, what are other people putting on their list? That movie should also be on my list. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, but Power of the Dog just wouldn't have been there. I mean, I mean, it's. Um, so I was happy that Coda won. I showed you a news clip. I was on uh, the Channel Nine News with a uh, a preview of the Oscars. Um, put that I wasn't necessarily. Rooting for Will Smith. I was actually rooting for Andrew Garfield. I just, they probably couldn't use loud that he doesn't have a chance in hell of winning. So I guess I'll root for Will Smith. Yeah. But I think the best line they should have kept in there was I said, wouldn't it be great to see him get up on stage and party Big Willie style? (laughs) I mean, how much would that have resonated after what happened? That would be fantastic. Because I think we learned what happens when he goes Big Willie style on stage. Yes. Um, for those of you who don't know, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock or something. Right in the face. I mean, there's, you know, some people still think it was staged, which I'm like, why, why are they staging it? Why would they stage it? Because who, who's winning? And why would he resign from the what's, Academy? What's the joke? Yeah. yeah. What's the joke? What do either of them have to gain? And yeah, now he's he's resigned. What's the joke here? What's the elaborate yeah. prank? That, what's the long ha, con ha, here? gotcha. Yeah. Wow. You got us. Cool. Um, but just what a shocking moment. We've always, I like, I like Will Smith. I have liked Will Smith. Um, another actor I think that could merit a place on, you know, Bad Boys, Independence Day. He had some iconic action movies there in the nineties. You know, I mean, maybe if you're black, yeah, maybe if you're like, how about action stars of the nineties? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I mean, maybe Will Smith, he, he was like, he's iconic. Um, but what a, wow. I just, I can't understand what in the fuck he was thinking, man. Uh, Bold choice, cotton. (laughs) I mean, I just can't think what has he seen? From other Oscar winners that he knew he was about to win. And yet, 10 fucking minutes before his name's called, Chris Rock makes a G.I. Jane joke about Jada Pinkett's hair. And let me just say, Jada's rocking that look. Yeah, she looks great. I mean, we commented I, on that when the we, Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. Did you see her? I was like, Jesus, is that Jada with... The, I mean, she looked like a fucking alien from Dune, and I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, she looked like some sort of a fucking goddess. I mean, it was like, who the fuck is that, Jada? Yeah. You know, so it's like... And I've seen other women, like military women, they're like, wow, I totally thought that meant she looked badass. Yeah. That's what I assumed. I mean, she looked like... Power. The joke was, you look like you're getting ready to play a, a female soldier. I, what's, I, the, what's, what's the insult? Yeah, and she I, I has alopecia. The, yeah, but it was clearly meant as a, an insult. He wasn't. He wasn't being. Um, well, true, uh, but, but so what a what a lame. Oh, it was a terrible joke. Lame layup of a. I mean, it's not even an insult because it's so yeah lame. Uh, uh, what a, what a joke. lazy ass joke. And GI Jane was how many years ago? I mean, that's not even a relevant... It wasn't even a good movie. No. No. There was nothing about that joke that was... was. I mean, he could have... Will Smith could have um, had so many different reactions oh, man. to he could have He could have yelled his, what he yelled from his seat without getting up. He could have gone up there and said something and just said something to him. Still inappropriate. He could have waited until he got up there and gave his speech. Yeah. Man, he could have waited. He could have skipped all of that and just waited till after the show. Man, like, hey, man, come here. That shit wasn't cool. Yeah, I have to deal with that shit now because you did that shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, we've all had that sh- something happen where yeah. it's like, dude, you pissed my wife off. Now I have to deal with that shit for the rest of the night. I mean, you fucking asshole. You fucked a, my night. <laughs> as a dude, you should understand what I, who, what now, that means. But now he's he's out of the academy. He's losing projects. Yeah. Netflix just pulled some big movie he was supposed to do for them. Dude, if this fucks up Karate Kid, if this fucks up Cobra Kai on Netflix because he's an executive producer, I'm going to be pissed. 
I'm sure he's just on there on there as name only. That, I know. That's probably very easily <laughs> for them to go. We we have, you know, dropped his name from this. What does, what does he do? Nothing. I mean, his production company's name, that's really all it is. And they've pretty much stalled everything. So they may have, they, they can probably, they'll move on. They'll be all right. I'm I sure. mean, ob- obviously you're, you're, you're in jest here. I mean, but uh, what? Yeah. And it's just like, wow, dude, you just won an Oscar and your career just died. On I mean, temporarily night. he'll be, he'll be oh, back. Sh- sure. Sure. He'll be back. Everybody loves a, a comeback. Um, but Wow. Um, Tarnish well, already was just a shitty Oscars anyway, uh, because that was like we said that was a lame joke. But all the jokes all night were shitting on people. Yeah, and it's just like why has this become? Why is everything a roast? Why can't there just be jokes? Why does the jokes always come have to come at the specific expense of? A person, you know what I'm saying, and yeah, and it, yeah, it, we get into this. Well, it's easy to roast celebrities because they're rich, and uh, you know, we just assume they don't have feelings, right? Right. <laughs> you know, a, a, us as regular folk, we, we think it's okay as a society for this to happen because, well, they put themselves out there, so they deserve it, kind of. Um, I don't know. That's these are just general perceptions. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why, you know, and I, dude, I've got no problem with the roast. You know, in, in the right in the right setting. But all sure. night long, it was um, uh, Regina and um, Amy Schumer. Well, Amy and Wanda, and Wanda making white jokes and men jokes, and you know, Amy looked uncomfortable during a lot of them. Like, well, yeah, we. I, I, th- I think her uncomfortable look was part of the act, though. Maybe. I think Amy Schumer's in on on that joke and understand. But I didn't like the three hosts. I didn't like that anyway. I just I'm like, get rid of this. And in a show where they got they shortened all those awards to the beginning, or you know they did them all before the telecast yeah. and then kind of wedged them in there, the the quick yeah. you know snippets. My God, what time did that get out? Ten thirty. Yeah, close to ten thirty. It was still too long. Yeah. The music numbers, wow, way too long. I don't understand why they're making three-minute songs into 15-minute productions. Because it's awesome. You know what I mean? It's just like, Jesus Christ. Serena's on the tennis court was pretty cool. The, no, uh, Beyonce, sorry. The In Memoriam yeah. was really weird. All that upbeat music. But at the same time, it was like a performance. So then it's like, yeah, it was a concert. what are we paying attention to, her or the... You used to just be the orchestra would just kind of play some music for about five minutes. They show as many pictures. They can't show everybody. They never can. No. Somebody always gets snubbed. <sighs> yeah. I just, I thought it was just a very negative telecast. So, so the, like the slap at the end was like, of course, what a fucking weird way to end this show. And then Questlove had to get up and give a fucking speech for winning, you know, the documentary. Yeah. Summer Soul. Yeah. It was just like, you know, rock just played that so well. Can we talk about the the theater that we were in? Um, so we're in the big theater at the Screenland Armor. Screenland Armor, mm-hmm. and um, I, I remember I was we 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 did our stuff in commercial breaks, trivia questions, and games and stuff. And so I was standing off to the side, just up against the the wall. You and I and CJ were standing yes. together. And we were we were talking, um, and it was kind of a watching in the peripheral while we were having this conversation. Right. And it's always fun to talk to CJ. I love yeah. that guy's always got something oh, something yeah, to say. Um, and when it happened, it was just kind of like a oh ha ha yeah look what what's the joke here? Will Smith did a funny uh, with the comedian on stage and. Then it became... Then it was clear he was yelling. Then it was, holy shit, why is this being edited? Why is there, like, oh, yeah, well, the screen frozen? And because us sensitive Americans, we, we, got, we got edited to, like, 60 seconds of silence while yes. Will yelled. And, and then it became the theater. You could kind of hear the mumbles and the murmurs start to grow. Who was sitting, who was sitting right behind Will? I, it might have been... It might have been Lupita. I'm not sure. 
Like when he yelled, yeah, had like that look her like, face just went from like this is hilarious. She's just like, oh, holy shit, he's oh, not joking. This is yeah, this isn't playing. a joke. Yeah, this isn't a joke. And then God, then Chris Rock got up there and was like, all right, we're here to, and he's trying to like get back on track, and he he makes a joke. He's trying to make a joke about doc the documentaries, and, yeah. and and he's like, but really, you know, it just means we all got high and watched Netflix, and there's like no laughter. Like you can yeah. just tell everybody's just like, what the fuck just happened here? What do we do? And then you know they went through the. Why wasn't he kicked out? I mean, dude, and you know, we don't have, I'm sorry, we don't have to talk about this much longer, but um, it, it's just, it's just such a weird precedent. Yeah. And it even disappoints me that Denzel's come out and defended Will Smith since then. Oh, a lot of people, it's, and he's it's like, he's like, who are we to judge? It's like, no, dude, dude, Denzel, he hit somebody in public, he walked up and hit a man. He hit a man. And I mean, we, we have rules <laughs> as a society about this. You can't do that. Yeah. And oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like Mel Gibson ended an interview over this this week. If Mel Gibson did that, oh my God, Mel Gibson would have been in jail. Yeah. Of course, if he would have slapped Jim Carrey, apparently Will Smith would have been in jail. Right. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey. Anyways, all right. What a crazy time. But, you know, what we did for Screenland was a lot of fun. We even got to play, uh, we even kind of played one of our games with people. Yeah. And, you know, so I thought it was a nice, um, we had you and I, uh, Lonita Cook, uh, Patrick Moore, who was just on our show a couple of weeks ago, CJ Backus, who's been on our show a number of times. Um, you know, just some hooligans, man. Yeah. It was a good time. We gave away a lot of crap, a lot of cool so stuff. So much stuff. People get so excited, you know, and it's just so funny. Like when at the end, when everybody knows it's just time to come over and pick over that table, they just flock over there and just start grabbing shit. I mean, it was like a yard sale, man. People yeah. just lined it up. It was, it was great. Fun. It was fun. It was great to see, you know, not as big of a crowd as I, I think we were hoping for, but it was, I think, a decent enough crowd to hope for more next year. Absolutely. So, thank you, Kansas City. Thank you to everybody that came out and hosted with us. We had a good time. So, anyways, let's move on to uh, the uh, the uh, the star of the show, Bruce Willis. Bruce. Uh, okay. Now, Bruce this week was diagnosed with aphasia. This is, for lack of a better. It's brain damage. Yes. I mean. Unfortunately so. Yeah. So Bruce has, uh, uh, he's retired, man. He's done. Um, he's done a number of straight to video on demand movies in the last, I mean, goddamn, like 10 or something this year. I mean, yeah. 20 in the last two and a half years. I can't remember what the number I heard was. Yeah, but he's specializing in the, the three days the, the, of the shooting. Pa- the paycheck and, movies. Yeah. You know. And, you know, we've seen a number of actors go through this. Uh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. He had a stretch. Um, you know, you have to get yourself out of money problems. Right. You know, you got to do what you got to do. For work, you got to put it to work. Um, but, uh, you know, there had always been that question of, you know, I mean, Bruce has never been like, he's not Denzel. He's not Matt Damon. No. You know what I'm saying? But he's always been an actor that for a long time was held pretty high regard, at least, you know. For the box office, and, you know the the what well, he was always good at doing. He was a bookable he, character. He was good at doing what he actor. did. Yeah, his, his thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, Playing an angry cop or an angry ex cop, Bruce Willis is your guy. Um, Razzies this year had a special dishonor for him that they Aww. they thought was so funny. That was the the worst Bruce Willis movie, and it was just basically every movie he'd done in the past year. And they, you know, gave him the, you know, and they've since rescinded it, you know. Oh. And I'm just, you know, to connect our two issues today, this is my point. Is like, maybe if we just stop shitting each other on each other for right. enter, for entertainment, the occasional joke is fine. Digging on each other. I have no problem with this, you know, but it's like this. It's just like a couple of situations where it's like, y'all didn't know the whole story. They've rescinded this award. Oh, we didn't. Okay. We'll take it back. Well. Kind of doesn't change the fact that you had it and you did it. And you know what I'm saying? You're right. It's like there, Will, no Will Smith apologizing doesn't change what we all saw. Um, so, but I wanted to go through most of his career and we'll do it quickly. We'll not spend too much time, except, except on the few movies. There's some that we have to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. But it'll just, I want to go through his career. I mean, because for me, uh, moonlighting started like when I was like 10, 11 years old. 
So this is an actor that's been an iconic actor in my life. I mean, at one point, I absolutely considered Bruce Willis one of my favorite actors. I I would see anything that he was in there for a while. All right. And then, obviously, it just became like, "Eh, I can probably miss this one and that one. Uh, And this one wasn't very good. I'll see this one on TV. And I've rewatched these, and these these really weren't any good either, you know. So tell me about Moonlighting. Moonlighting was not one that I watched, and have made no time to go back and, and seek out now that it's streaming. Um, um, Moonlighting was, it's he and Sybil Shepard, she opens up a detective agency. He gets partnered into it somehow. I don't remember the specifics, but um, she was very much the straight lace kind of uppity um, woman who used to be kind of rich and had this husband and now she's divorced and starting this agency, whatever. And he was just this kind of smart ass little smart ass dude. He, that's really that's, what he was. Yeah. He was just a smart ass dude. And I loved it. He had like just great one liners, like every episode. Um, it was something that I, I watched with my dad every week, man. We thought Bruce Willis was hilarious. So, um, when he was going to do, uh, Die Hard, I mean, I saw the commercial for Die Hard. I was like, Oh, Wow, that dude from Moonlighting playing this guy, and like I was like, this looks crazy good, and uh, which is funny because apparently the studio was like shitting balls that <laughs> they had a bomb on their hand. Yeah, that they, you know they took him off like posters and shit. Yeah, you know and we're like, don't put him on no the poster. Faith. Just put the buildings with the explosion. That's all people need to see. Um, there was no faith that this guy could carry a movie, and. Uh, you know, we're going to go through, I'll just kind of buzz through this this stuff, and we'll kind of stop on the ones we like, pass on the ones that either we haven't seen or, you know. Maybe we should should put on our list to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you know, there could be some in here that we're like, ooh. Oh, and, and by the way, I, I, I feel, I'm feeling the pressure on uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. David uh, <laughs> out- outed me at the uh, the award show the other night. I don't feel like man, I've, I've outed you. No, because but it's I, been so widely discussed. It was but just I funny did because I write had, that question just to I to have had that line. Several people, they're like, "Dude," and I'm just like, and but every time I was like, "How do I get in that?" Somebody would always be there, be like, "You don't just get in that mood now." <laughs> no, no. And it's, it's like that's what it's been. It's like I, I missed it, and but yeah, anyways. So that might be another one we have to add. All right. So Bruce Willis, actor, musician. Yes. Respect yourself. Respect yourself. Remember that song? Yes. All right. Um, Made his TV debut. I'll just say this. He was like courtroom observer and stuff. He did a couple of uncredited things. But the first thing he did was on Miami Vice, he played a character named Tony Amato in an episode called No Exit in 1984. This kind of the details right there. Let's kind of put Bruce Willis on the map. Uh, He did do an episode of The Twilight Zone. I'll have to look that one up. I haven't seen that. Uh, From 1985, he played Peter Novins in a segment called Shatterday. Um, he did some shorts and then he did a movie called uh, around this time. He did uh this is uh, about when moonlighting started. Moonlighting started in 1985. Okay. So we're in the Bruce Willis era. He's on, that was like ABC. Okay. And moonlighting is like really good for like a few seasons and then they get together and it fucking sucks. Oh, Cause the great thing was like their tension. Yeah. It was like one of those shows where it was like the perfect, that chemistry, that sexual tension, will they, won't they? You know, every time they start to, you think they're going to get together, they're yeah. going to fight about something, you know, and it was just awesome. They, I mean, their, their back and forth was amazing. Um, so he's, he played David Addison on on Moonlighting. Um, and then he did this um, a little movie called Die Hard, man. Oh, there was Sunset where he played Tom Mix, you know, a Hollywood movie, and you know. He did Blind Date. Uh, yep, that was 1987. Uh, t- Sunset was a Blake Edwards movie, so got to give a shout out because that's working with a quality filmmaker there. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, Blind Date 1987. Another cheesy one, you know, that was one of those that was on all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who was that? That was like John Lithgow and Kim Basinger. Yeah. 
Um, man, I'm trying to think of like the details of that movie, but I'm really thinking that that movie would not play well today. Like it'd be really date rapey. I think doesn't <laughs> doesn't he, like get her like really drunk and then she just acts like a complete fucking buffoon. I have no idea. I've not seen. Oh shit. Okay, so Die Hard was like a big movie, and like I said, um, Fox was like really worried about putting him on the poster. They they thought that this movie was going to fail. It was going to be like one of the most expensive failures ever, and it turned out to be this huge hit. Obviously, they had originally penciled in. Arnold and Sylvester as their choices to originally be. it was Frank Sinatra. Weird. Yeah, because the concept is based on a book that he played a character. You know, I don't know. That story. I wish I would remember that and research that. We've talked about this before. On our Die Hard show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then he did, yeah. Do, 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 do. This movie called In Country. Let me click on this. Um, I don't know this movie. Nor do I. Okay. Joan Allen's in it though. All right. And then, and then this is, you know, you're, you're getting into Bruce is a star at this point. Moonlighting's come to an end and, uh, he does a, a voice. Now he's like, Hey, I'm going to do some funny stuff. <laughs> Look who's talking. <laughs> so great. One of the one of the best worst movies just ever made in the history of the planet. I mean, you're talking a movie with Bruce Willis, John Travolta, and Kirstie Alley. How can how can you not just want to just blow your brains out? I mean You know, I love this movie in there with another movie that was probably around at the same time was Three Men and a Baby. That's a great movie, though. Yeah, oh, but it's, it's so bad. But it's so, so great. bad. It, yes, and that's where yeah. we we are with "Look Who's Talking." Just a goofy ass movie, but uh, watch it on a Sunday morning. All right. So then uh, it was sequel time. Got to get that. Uh, got got to cash in on that sequel. So yeah. Die Hard Two is another another Christmas Eve. Um, Shit's going down. More stuff with his wife. Yeah. More stuff with Walter Peck or whatever his name is in Die Hard. Um, you know, that guy. Die Hard. <laughs> um, Die Harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I liked it. Fun action movie. Yeah. Had some, you know, got to see William Sadler's ass in it. There's that always that the, mean, the, the nude calisthenics at the beginning. I'm like, wow, I, I, is this supposed to show that he's intense? I don't know what. Um, but I mean, who was the director on that one? Rennie Harlan, famous for doing just shitty ass action movies. Man, he could do he could direct action though. He just wasn't much of a storyteller. So we're in sequel row here. So he does Die Hard 2. So and then he follows that up with Look Who's Talking To. I mean, it's. I mean, you can't go back to the well too often on that. You, can you? You can. Um, Bonfire of the Vanities was next. Did you enjoy that one? Um, I, this will be one I would have to go back and watch. I haven't seen this for a very long time. And I think at the time it was, I mean, I was young, so it wasn't my thing, but I love Brian De Palma. Uh, this is Tom Hanks, Bruce Willis, Melanie Griffith. Again, a movie where Bruce was getting some, he was working with some filmmakers and not just, not just real industry folks. Yeah. Young man named Tom Hanks on that project with him. Can't go wrong there. Uh, let's see. After that, this one's called Mortal Thoughts, David. And who is he working with in this one? A little, a little yeah. actress named Demi yeah. Moore. Is this where he met Demi? I, I imagine I, so. I think this is. Love is in bloom. Harvey Keitel's on this project. And uh, let's see. Who else? Harvey Keitel. Glenn Headley. Yeah, man. So... Then, obviously, mistakes are going to be made. You start, you know, thinking, hey, I'm a bankable star. Everything I'm going to do is going to be a big hit. So you're like, fuck it, man. I'm going to do this movie called Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. I'm going to play a wise cracking cat burglar. And I remember there are like some really great moments, like 
line, you know, like trailer bits. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, you know, but yeah, wow, what a fuck of a movie. This had Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell, James Coburn, Richard E. Grant. We've talked about him quite a bit lately. David Caruso. The- Sandra Bernhard. Oh, my. David Caruso. Frank Stallone. Look out for him. I mean, you know, considered at the time one of the worst movies ever. I remember it was a pretty big flop. Pretty, pretty bad. Billy Bathgate, another one that was pretty under the radar. I think he was uh, kind of a supporting role. He played a mobster in this one. Who was he? Bo Weinberg. Um, man, I, this one I've seen. Nicole Kidman, Dustin Hoffman, Bushimi's in there. Stanley Tucci. It's a solid lineup. Yeah. Solid cast, solid lineup. I'm trying to remember the filmmakers on this. Barbara Benton's the director. All right. After that, got a little bit better. One of my favorite action movies ever. I I, I was hoping you would say so. What a what a great spot! In, I love in his the Last film. Boy Scout. So much fun. That is a it's cheesy, it's silly, um, but it's fun. And I think this is another one that played off, uh, especially if you give Bruce Willis somebody to bounce off. Yes, the way he has with Damon Wayans in this movie. Uh, it just it makes for a fun movie, and obviously you have Shane Black as the writer. You have Tony, Tony Scott, Scott as the director. I mean, they it's a perfect it. storm for just a, a cheesy, fun movie that's kind of about football. You know, not really about football. No, but I, I mean, the opening scene is just crazy as hell. It's just yes. you know, I mean, then you have the end where they're just at a football game shooting around. I yeah. mean, it's just like <laughs> just unload that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he plays Joe Hallenbeck there. Great movie. Always wanted a sequel to that one. That would have been a good one, I think, to have been able to revisit later. We just never got around to it, man. Yeah. Tony Tony died, and uh, here we are. Uh, after that, we have The Player. Another. This is Robert Altman, man. Kansas City guy. Yeah. This one stars Tim Robbins, Gerdes Gagarchi, Fred Ward. Um. You know him from Remo Williams. You know that uh-huh. movie? Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, Should no. we put that one on the God, list? That's, that's a great movie. That's just one of those. Just, that was just so weird. I was always like, what is this? <laughs> uh, Sidney Pollock's in this one. You know, another one where this is, a, we're talking early 90s. We're 92 here. 92, yeah. Bruce is putting together a nice little career here, dude. He's well He's working with some good filmmakers. Um. And then, you know, you, you, you sign up and like, hey, I'm going to make a movie with the Back to the Future guy. How could this go wrong? I'm going to work with Meryl Streep, Goldie yeah. Hawn. Dude. There's some statues this, this, in this, that this, room. This movie can't fail. This movie was terrible. Death Becomes Her. Only slightly better than, than his uh, Hudson Hawk offering. This one is pretty bad. Yeah, this that one's bad. Hudson Hawk, at least, was they just missed. This was just terrible. This just poorly conceived. Uh, yeah, around all around. Uh, the next movie we're going to talk about is a cameo, because at this point he'd had he'd had a couple misses. So I mean, you got to go back and spoof something, right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, Loaded Weapon comes along, starring Emilio Estevez and Samuel Jackson, and uh, Bruce Willis basically plays. A John McClane type guy. Yes. I, I guess I don't know. He's really not, but his um, there's the scene in Lethal Weapon where his trailer gets destroyed, and they kind of replicate that scene for Loaded Weapon. And instead, he pops out like John McClane, like, "Hey, man, he lives like down the beach or some shit." Have you seen this movie? Yeah, it was so many years. Okay, ago. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's kind of a funny little. Funny little cameo. And then we're going to move into Striking Distance. Now, this is an, one where he played his character's name is Tom Hardy. That's hilarious. I, right. I was waiting to point that out. I saw this in theaters. And I, I will tell you, I probably would have told you to go see it after I saw this. But not a great movie. But a fun a fun at the time action movie. I mean, you know, when you at that time, I liked Bruce Willis. I mean, you know, I was going to see Bruce Willis movies. Sure. You know, he's got a sure. new action movie coming out. I'm going to see it Friday night, you know, after the football game or whenever. 
And this one was uh, Sarah Jessica. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sarah Jessica, obviously. I mean, just starting right there, it's like, oh, Tim. Tom Sizemore. Have some respect for yourself. Dennis Farina, though. I mean, he's great. Right. He's great. Okay. Then, one of, one of his best. One of the best movies he was a part of, I would say. Probably his best job of actually acting. Yeah, I mean, if not, if I mean, I mean, if if it's not Die Hard, is this the best movie he did? Uh, I think so, probably. Yeah. All right, Pulp Fiction. I mean, played Bruce Coolidge, the the boxer who um, waits for everybody to bet against the other guy and then bets on himself and kills the other guy yeah. in the ring and tries to make a break, but Marcellus Wallace sends people after him and they go to get him yeah i mean uh you know that sounds like a whole different movie from pulp fiction but (laughs) but it's just like you know that's just 30 minutes of pulp fiction that's just part of that could have been like a whole movie right um but yeah what a great role and uh yeah certainly one of his most most memorable ones uh next up is a movie called north he was a narrator on this I saw it. I saw everything back then. I don't remember it. Color of Night. I remember this one was uh, borderline like Skinamax porn. Man. I remember it's like, yeah, he's like, I think it was very uh, pulp noir detective-y. Yeah, colorblind psychiatrist. Yes, that's right. Something like that, yeah. Again, I saw it in theaters. I was like, oh, my. Um, all right. He just bang, basically starts banging all the witnesses. Uh, then he did like a Muppet short. And then there's one that I, I feel like goes underrated on his his filmography. It's one called Nobody's Fool. This one is directed by Robert Benton. It also stars Paul Newman, Jessica Tandy, um, Melanie Griffith. Uh, he plays, he's Melanie Griffith's husband. But the movie's about Paul Newman. He plays this character named Sully. And uh, he's kind of got a crush on Melanie Griffith. And, you know. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, it's, this, is a, this, will, this is a really good movie. I, I would definitely say if you ever have a chance to watch this, you should watch it. You know. Okay. If you ever want to see Melanie Griffith's tits or anything. <laughs> okay. The movie's great, though, not because of that. But sure, Tim. That's sure. just that's just an added bonus. I'm just throwing it. All right, so we're back to sequel time, and it's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard. I, I like this one. I like the teaming up with Samuel Jackson. I like everybody's like back together from Pulp Fiction. I was like, well, they weren't really together in Pulp Fiction. I don't think they had any scenes together, but no. <laughs> you know. But sure, they had good chemistry together. It was a fun little movie, and that movie in and of itself was supposed to be a Lethal Weapon movie at one point. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm uh, glad they made it a Die Hard movie. Right. Uh, next up was Four Rooms, which brought him back with Quentin Tarantino uh, in a great movie. You've seen Four Rooms, yes, I'm assuming. Absolutely. The last half of that just being fucking spectacular between Robert Rodriguez's it's, segment and yeah. the Tarantino segment at the end. Those are just, those, I love that. I love that movie. Uh and I would like to revisit that one. Yeah, that's a fun one. I'd put that forth as a as a rewatch. We'll do that for, a, I mean, it's not for a while, but our New Year's movie this year, yeah. Four Rooms, maybe. I mean, that's eight months away, but that shit comes quick. So Put it on the board. Uh, put it on the board. All right, next up is 12 Monkeys, another underrated pr- movie. I really like this movie. This movie too. kicks ass, yeah. Brad Pitt as a nut job is a lot of fun. Yeah, he and he was nominated for an Academy Award for for this movie. Brad Pitt was for supporting actor. Uh, very underrated sci-fi movie. I know there's a show or something, or there was, yeah. but this is definitely one that if you haven't seen it, go back and check this one out. I won't tell you anything about it because the less you the less you know, the better. Uh, Last Man Standing, uh, another one I saw in theaters. Another one I saw just to see a Bruce Willis movie. It's basically. Um, Shit, what's the Yojimbo? What's the Clint Eastwood movie where he's the, the gunman that shows up in the town? No idea. All right. Look up Clint Eastwood or here I will real quick. I'm looking up Last Man Standing. Clint Eastwood. It's one of his, I'm sorry, I, I just forget, I, I get all the spaghetti westerns 
confused and mixed up. It's the I'll edit this part out. Fistful of dollars. That's the first one. Fistful of dollars. Okay. <clears throat> so last man standing is basically fistful of dollars where the guy shows up into a town and there's like two warring families, you know, two gangster families essentially. And he just plays these families off each other as this kind of lone gun for hire kind of guy. Ooh. It's basic, you know, it's, it's a, I think Yojimbo is the, is the Kurosawa version, the original, yeah. um, yeah, it's it's basically that. It's basically that. So, all right. Next up is he did a voice in Beavis and Butthead to America. <laughs> Have you gone back and watched any Beavis and Butthead oh, lately? Oh, fucking! It's awesome, dude. I'm gonna go the other way. Oh, it's so good. About five minutes of Beavis and Butthead, oh, and so I'm good. ready to put my head through a wall. There's so much good stuff there. That's they're yeah another one I think that's come back in some way. Uh, Bruno the Kid animated movie. Don't know anything about that. Then there's The Fifth Element, a movie that I think we did a show on. Yes, and I uh, love this movie. What a crazy movie that was. Another one that I saw opening night with my wife. Well, she was my girlfriend then, but, you know. Um, Shout out to Jenny. Yeah, I mean, just a crazy little sci-fi movie, you know, that, man, you either love it or hate it. Yeah. You know, some of it works still and some of it doesn't. It is what it is. You get Chris Tucker instead of Prince. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, next up was, uh, man, see, in the, we're going to get into the 90s here, and this is about where we're going to come to an end. Uh, he did a stint on Mad About You, and we'll just throw Friends in there also. He was on Friends there for a while. Was he Rachel's and, boyfriend? Or? He was, yeah, he dated Rachel, but he was the father of the girl that Ross was dating, the student, because uh, Ross just always had fucked up storylines. Uh, the Jackal, this is where... It started becoming obvious that oh, not his his action movies aren't all that great anymore. Yeah, yeah. The Jackal and Mercury Rising, back to back ones that were just like just you know, not good. And then another one that I would put on the the Bruce Willis Hall of Fame here, Armageddon as Harry Stamper. That movie is that's one of the best movies like ever made. I mean, hands down. I mean, really. <laughs> one of the hands down one of the best just cheesy just cheese fest action oh movies. Oh my dude. god, it's so great. What a, I mean, it's just from the characters, from the concept to just I mean, it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy, it's ridiculous and that's why it's good. Um, yeah, sacrificing himself. Yeah. The Siege, another one, you know, you're, you're swinging and missing. Uh, Breakfast of Champions. Now we're getting into movies I really didn't see. Uh, the Story of Us, didn't see. The whole nine yards was better. Uh, teamed him up with Matthew Perry. Is kind of uh, He was like a dentist, and Bruce Willis was like a gangster type dude. and Like a hitman kind some, of guy? A hitman, some, something like that, yeah. Um, and then I think they made a sequel to that hold nine yards, hold 10 yards, something like that. Uh, unbreakable, a great movie. Unlike was it? Yeah. Was it? I still like it, man. Okay. I like it. Okay. Bandits probably a little underrated. I remember really liking that. I also don't think I've ever seen it again since then. That was him and Billy Bob Thornton and Kate Blanchett. I remember she was really great in it. That's a whole room full of weird. Yeah, <laughs> that that is. Can you imagine the substances that were consumed between that group? Oh, absolutely! Just the weird freak out naked absolutely. bongo sessions. Uh, that might be. I don't know if if you ever have a chance. I, did you ever see it? No. no. I, I remember liking it. Like I saw it in theaters and I liked it. And but I've never revisited. It, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. we, we get into movies like Grand Champion, True West. Dude, haven't seen them. Tears of the Sun, another movie that just wasn't very good. Um, he had a cameo in one of the Charlie's Angels. There's a whole ten yards cameo as himself in uh, Ocean's Twelve. Uh, Hostage. That was all right. I remember. You know, for what yeah. it was, right? Uh, and then Sin City. You know, another one that was kind of like you know that w- that ranks pretty high on his. I watched his filmography. You rewatched. I watched it. Sin City again this week. How did that age? Um, I'm going to say the same thing about Sin City that I say about Watchmen. I never know if what I'm watching is a good movie. I I like it and I enjoy it, but 
is this really good? I didn't or, like the second one. It's weird. You, sometimes you're just weird to be weird, and other times there's a point. And but, sometimes it's just that uniqueness of the movie. Yeah. Kind of, you kind of go, man, that was cool. It's like Avatar, where it's like you appreciate that 3D, that look of it, because it's a gorgeous movie. Sure. But then it's just like, man, I do not need any more of it, though. No. It wasn't so good in 3D that I need to ever see it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was wondering how that aged. Um, uh, it, you know... I might like it again in he was another the, year. He was the guy that was protecting Jessica Alba. A cop. Yeah, the cop. The cop. And I remember her dancing being one of the, the features of the trailer. I'm yes. sure she was real proud of that. Uh, you know, and then we kind of get into the later bit of his career here. We'll see. He did a stint on that 70s show, Alpha Dog. Uh, Lucky number seven. I, I kind of enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was a fun little movie. I remember. Wasn't um, there a Casey thing in that? Um, the whole I don't plot know. of the movie was based around um, something. There was a Kansas a saying, Kansas oh, City man. something. That's what we're gonna have to get into that after the show. Let's we'll look that up. Check back with us later on that hooligan. Sixteen blocks. Another one that wasn't that bad. I remember that was a pretty good. Kind of under the radar movie where I, you know, I miss it and then rent it. And I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. Uh, man, now we get into a bunch of movies I haven't seen. Grindhouse, that was in 2007. Uh, Did yeah. you enjoy Grindhouse? I liked the Planet Terror part. I didn't like Tarantino's. You didn't yeah. like the Death Proof? No. I liked the, the car. The Planet Terror, I thought, was good for what it was, like just yeah. an old bead. Sci-fi horror kind of Is that movie. Rodriguez? Yeah, that was the one where Chick had the machine gun for the leg. Yeah, Rose McGowan. <laughs> it just was crazy. I mean, he had a, a fun cast and was just crazy. Um, man, and then after that, he went back to the well on Die Hard again. Live free or die hard. But this one had Timothy Oliphant as a, as a bad guy. And I remember it was like, not bad. It just was the PG-13 one, wasn't it? Yeah, they toned it down. Yeah, and it just... But wasn't bad. It just it, I just didn't feel like they followed through on some stuff. But I mean, you can't go wrong with Timothy Elephant. Him and what's his name had weird chemistry. What was that little twerp's name? Come on, David. I have Justin Long. Justin Long. <laughs> He's still a thing. Uh, all right. So let me think. I'm gonna jump ahead. I'm jumping through the years. Cop out, man. He caught some. F- Flack for that one. Kevin I mean, Smith. That's the one that Kevin Smith is like, man, fuck Bruce Willis. Yeah. You know, not fun to work with. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you're probably getting into a time in his life when a lot of that shit and it, Bruce Willis has never had like a reputation for being a fun, nice or nice guy. Sure. Know? But um, this is this is about the time when the stories about what a pain in the ass he could be on the set really started coming out. Red, I think, is another one that at that time I was like, oh, that was fun. Expendables. Uh, yeah, Expendables. I, I've only seen the first one. Yeah, that was a pretty solid. Let's just jam every old action star and right. together. Uh, he popped up in Moonrise Kingdom there a few years ago. Looper, I'd like to revisit that. It was a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation, only because it seems fitting that he played Joe, basically. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. it wasn't a bad movie, but it was just like, well, but he was G.I. Joe. So there you go. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's kind of like looking at it now. It's like, that's kind of a nice little cap to his career at this point, right? Because right? he did Red 2, and that movie sucked. I mean, Sin City, I didn't like that one, Sin City 2. Um, but, then, you know, now we just get into movies that his paycheck movies. Split. Glass didn't like that split. Well, split's not really. He just shows up at the very yeah. end of that movie. So I mean, that's not even really a a Bruce Willis movie. I didn't like Glass. Um, you know, and then man, there's just a lot of movies that I haven't seen. All these movies at the end. Okay, so we're looking about five years worth of movies. But it doesn't change the fact that at one time this guy was like an iconic action movie star. He was probably one of the biggest on the planet. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody, you know, we all, we all could have been John McClane, you know, at that party in that situation, being like, fuck it. It's gotta be me versus them. Now he made us believe that that could be us. I don't have to be built like 
Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger or be able to fight like no. Chuck Norris or, you know, Van Damme or any of these guys that have these. He was just a dude, man. He just had a winning attitude. I mean, he was a cop, you know, yeah. but. A, a, a tough and gritty New York City cop. Yeah. I mean, but he, oh, really, he just, I mean, was just a dude. Yeah. He was just that was guy. You know, he was barefoot. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't ready. He was changing when they showed up. Yeah. You know, trying to get comfortable and trying to de-stress. And Already in an uncomfortable place. You know, he didn't want to be at this party. Uh, I see one, two, three, four, eight, nine movies on his post-production list here. So... Anyways, man, um, I think it's 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 good to go back and watch some early Bruce Willis movies, man. I mean, yes. we, we mentioned several throughout here that were absolutely worth watching. Five, five, ten of them that were solid movies. Yeah, he's worked and with a, some a, good filmmakers and a bunch of hidden gems in there as well. You know, and I think just today's message is sometimes you don't know what people are going through. Yeah, you know, just Nicolas Cage admits, oh man, I know these movies. I think her shit, but but, he, but he, he'll say. But you're not getting any less of a performance out of me. Uh, he, he Nicholas Cage gives it every damn thing Nicholas Cage has. And I think what you've seen is a Bruce Willis where the perception is he's just phoning all this shit in. Yeah. Well, I think you see why now. Yeah. You know, I mean, Go through I, some you shit. see a guy that's just trying to 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 say to get some money for his family on his way out. Yeah. Unfortunately, why well, can? Sure. While he's able to even remember anything, so, and it's unfortunate, man. It's sad. I, it is. This is not the ending you wanted for John McClane. No, man. You know, no. So, that's it's rough. Not at all. But uh, go back and watch some Bruce Willis movies. Bruno, Google, um, respect yourself. Video. <laughs> Enjoy that one. Yeah. All right, man. Hooligans, thanks for joining us. Thanks for talking Bruce Willis with us. We will be back next week. We have new episodes almost every Friday. Yeah. Almost every Friday. Lots of new content. Yeah, man. There's all kinds of stuff there to listen to us. So follow us on the socials and uh, review us where you can. Love you guys.